Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 13th, 2022. We're teaching a series on the miracles of Jesus. Oh my God, and we're going through all the miracles. Friday morning's message was so powerful. If you haven't seen that, you need to go back and watch that. It seems like every time we're going through another miracle, God is just increasing our faith to another level. And today we're going to learn the power of gratitude, how we got to give God glory, and we got to give God some praise. And so what we do on today's word is we gather around the word on a daily basis. We put some stuff in the chat. We're praying for one another. It's a grace life family. We're building each other up. We're not tearing each other down. And we start our day with the word of God. Today, the miracle we're looking at, this is part 26 of the series, is when Jesus healed 10 lepers and only one came back to say thank you. The title of today's message is don't forget to say thank you. Put it in the chat. Say, I will never forget to say thank you. Say, I live to give God praise. Get ready to receive what God is about to say to you. Never, never, never forget to say thank you. Get ready to receive the word this morning. I'm ready to release it. I pray that you're ready to receive it. So here we go. Before we get into the miracle, let's look at Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is a scripture that the Lord released at our church uh, for this year, and it's something that I'm meditating on pretty much every day, and I want to share this with you as often as the Lord tells me to share it with you. And the, the text says, now, Lord do it again. Put it in the chat, say, Lord, do it again. Lord, do it again. What, what is God going to do again? In the season, he's going to restore us to the former glory. I said, I know that some people lost some stuff along the way. And I know that 2022 was difficult. I know going all the way back to, to the pandemic, these last three years or so have been a difficult period for many people. But in this season... God is going to do it again. Put in the chat, do it again. God is restoring us to this former glory. And the text says, may streams of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. We declare no dry places. Put in the chat, no dry places for me. Like I, I don't want any area of my life to be dry and dried up. No, it, we, I'm talking about a fresh and filling of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about a fresh anointing. We're talking about just fresh, fresh wind, fresh fire. God, like the, you're going to get that passion back, that zeal back, that joy back. Glory to God. Lord, do it again. You'll get the praise on your lips and the song in your heart and the smile on your face and the spring in your steps. Say, Lord, do it again. Whatever, like you used to be on another level and it seems like along the way your, your, your fire just dwindled. No, God is going to refresh it and restore it in this season. Say amen to that. All right. Luke chapter 17 is where we are. We're going to talk about the 10 lepers and how only one came back. Luke chapter 17. Let me read for you just verses 17, 18, and 19 from the Passion Translation. Jesus said, so where are the other nine? Jesus asked, weren't there 10 lepers that were healed? And they all refused to come back and to give thanks and to give glory to God, except you and you're a foreigner, you're a Samaritan. Then verse 19 says, then Jesus said to the healed man that was lying at his feet, arise and go. It was your faith, watch this, that brought salvation. Another translation says, your faith made you whole. 
Your, your faith has brought you salvation and made you whole. The other nine got healed, but you have been made whole. And, and the father has brought you salvation through your faith. The other guys, they got healed, but they didn't get what you get. Why? Because you came back to say thank you. So what does this mean for you today? Let me set the stage and then I'm going to give you some things. Let's set the stage here in Luke chapter 17. We gather around the word of God on a daily basis. Luke chapter 17. This is what the Bible says. Here in Luke 17, we find Jesus traveling on the border between Samaria and Galilee. Now he came into a village where 10 lepers came out to meet him. Now they were still a little bit away from him, like in a distance. I shared with you earlier in this series about leprosy. And I, and I went into the whole thing about, you know, uh, the disease and understanding leprosy because it's not something that's common today. But just a quick recap, it, leprosy was an infectious disease that attacked the, the skin and central nervous system. And people with leprosy, they, they often didn't have like a sense of sensation. So they could like bump themselves or cut themselves and not even know that they had bumps and bruises because they didn't feel the pain. And uh, and another thing that it caused, this meant that they injured themselves a lot. But another thing that happened is uh, people with leprosy, uh, they would have like lesions on their skin and it caused like a terrible smell. And, and nobody wanted to be around them. And then under the Jewish law, they couldn't be around them, right? Because under the Jewish law, they were considered unclean. And so this meant that they had to live like in leprous colonies and all the lepers had to be around themselves. And it was like this nasty, smelly, infected environment. And that's how they lived. And so they were resigned to living away from the general population in these leprous colonies. So it makes sense that they came to Jesus, but they stayed afar off. Unlike the leper that we dealt with before, that he came to Jesus and was like, Lord, I know you can heal me, but I don't know if you will. And Jesus touched the leper before he healed them. In this case, Jesus didn't touch him. They were afar off and they cried out to Jesus from afar off and they understood the law. They were, they were unclean. So they were not trying to get, you know, in trouble or anything. So they stood afar off from Jesus and they just cried out and they said, Hey, Jesus have mercy on us. Like, I mean, like, you know, we know that you're the miracle worker. We believe that you can do all things. Here's the thing. They were there because they believed that Jesus could heal them. They were there because they had the faith to believe. And, and, and so they said, Lord Jesus, have mercy on us. And Jesus from afar, he spoke healing. Say he spoke healing. He spoke words of faith from a believing heart. He spoke healing. He said, go show yourselves to the priest. Why is that important? Well, because lepers could not be reintegrated into society until a priest said, yep, you are healed of leprosy. And basically like a priest had to validate that they were healed, that they were whole so that they could go back into society. So from afar, Jesus said, go, go present yourself to the priest. And they believed what Jesus said. And they set out just like he said, and they started walking. And as they went, say that, put it in the chat. As they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. Now, as they went, they were healed. One of them, when he realized, now all 10 were healed, but one of them, when he realized, recognized, acknowledged, oh snap, I have new skin, he came back to say thank you. He came back 
and he fell at Jesus' feet and he started praising God and gave glory to God for Jesus and what Jesus had done. And Jesus said, wait a minute, wasn't it 10 who got healed? How come only one came back? And so, and this guy is a Samaritan. I'm going to talk about that. How come only one came back and the one who came back is not a Jew. The one who came back is not one of us. The one who came back is a foreigner. He's a Samaritan. He's an outsider. And he came back to give me praise. Hey, son, go. Your faith has made you whole. Not only are you healed, but salvation has come to you. Why? He came back to say thank you. Here's some things that we can learn from this. Y'all ready? Some things that we can learn from this on today. All right, here's number one, the power of faith. Put it in the chat, the power of faith. So the 10 lepers, let's talk about faith for a minute. The 10 lepers stood at a distance from Jesus and they asked Jesus to have mercy on them. And Jesus spoke healing from afar. He didn't have to lay hands on them. He didn't have to have contact with them. They were far away. He was far away. He just said, go, you go, go present yourself uh, to the priest. And just like that, he spoke healing from afar. He spoke the desired outcome. He says, go. It was almost like he was saying, go because you're already healed of your leprosy. And amazingly enough, these guys believed him. Amazingly enough, they believe, they took Jesus. Come on now. They took Jesus at his word. We have to take God at his word. We have to believe what God speaks over, over us and we have to take it at his word. Right. So they left. They was like, we're about to go get reintegrated into society. Jesus had the faith to speak their healing. Let's identify with Jesus for a minute. First, in this text, we're going to identify with Jesus. Then we're going to identify with the lepers, right? Let's identify with Jesus first. So Jesus had the faith to say what the Holy Spirit was telling him to say out loud in front of his disciples and in front of everyone else. Jesus, like the Holy Ghost was like, just say, go, tell them to go. They're already healed. And Jesus said it out loud, in faith, without wavering, without a doubt, at the risk of looking foolish. What if Jesus had said, go, you're already healed, and they were not healed? You see what I'm saying? God will lead you to say some stuff out loud at the risk of looking foolish. When the Holy Spirit leads you to say something and you have the faith to say it and you say it out loud in front of other people at the risk of looking foolish, you are taking your, put this in the chat, say, I take my personal relationship public when I speak the language of faith. I take my personal relationship with God. Anyone can praise God in your prayer closet because that's personal, that's intimate, that's private. So I take my private relationship with God and I take it public when I speak the language of faith. You have to have the faith to say out loud what God tells you to say out loud in faith without wavering, without a doubt, knowing that it's already done. See, see, God loves it when you have the audacity to take him public. God loves it when he says, oh, that's my son. Come on now. Oh, that's my daughter. And he is not afraid. She is not afraid to take me public. Now, Everyone has a relationship. All believers have a relationship with God in private, but no, God loves it when we take him public. And so Jesus had the faith to say it 
publicly, out loud, from a distance, from afar. Go present yourself to the priest. You got to have the faith to say what God tells you to say, even when it seems crazy, even when you don't have any sense realm evidence to support it, even at the risk of looking foolish. Jesus said what the Holy Ghost told him to say, and he said it out loud, and he said it in faith. He said it without a doubt. Put, the, put this in the chat. That's how I live. I take my private, my personal relationship with God, and whenever he tells me to go public, I go public, and I'm not ashamed. I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm a, I am not ashamed of my relationship with God. I am not ashamed in any way, I, in any degree. I am not ashamed because the, the, the Bible says if we are ashamed of him, if we are ashamed of him, if we deny him before men, he would deny us before the Father. And so, so I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I will say what God tells me to say, and I shall not be moved. Say amen to that. Now, the lepers, so in one sense, Jesus had to have the faith to say it. Now, the lepers had to have the faith to believe it. So put that in the chat. Say, I, say, I have the faith to believe it. So they had to launch out. The lepers had to have the faith to believe what Jesus said and then take what he said at face value. Think about that for a minute. They are lepers. They, so they've been living in a leprous colony. They cry out to this man, Jesus. The guy said, go. Go present yourself to the priest like it's already done. And crazy enough, they just said, okay. And they start walking. They, they believe they believe that it was already done. They launched out in faith. They received what God said without any central evidence. And this is how God wants us to receive. God wants us to receive what he says to us and to believe it to where we will go whenever he tells us to go. God wants us to receive the things that he speaks over our lives. The 10 lepers were dealing with a disease that had ruined their lives, kept them from their families, disconnected them from society. And this man from afar just said, go, show you. He spoke six words. Go, show yourselves to the priest. This man from afar spoke six words and they thought their lives would change forever. I'm saying God can speak a word over your life. And just like that, your life can be changed forever, but you got to believe it. Put it in the chat, say, I believe it. You got to be a believer and not a doubter. You got to walk by faith and not by fear. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, faith, put this in the chat, faith is an action word. Faith is an action word. So not only did the 10 the lepers believe what Jesus said in faith, whew, I love this right here, they took off immediately. See, delayed, I've told you this many times, delayed obedience is disobedience. They took off immediately. He said, go, and they went. They didn't think about it. They, they didn't sit there, watch this. They didn't debate it. They didn't contemplate it. Let me pause right here to say this. I am a very uh, thoughtful person, and, and my children seem to be critical thinkers, and, and, and I'm a critical thinker, and that's good, but sometimes it's not good when it comes to the things of God, right? So <laughs> if you're a critical thinker, you can think your way out of a blessing. So you know what they didn't do? They didn't sit there and say, wait a minute, this guy, I don't even know this dude. I mean, I know I called out, right? He said, go. He just spoke six words from afar. He didn't lay hands on us. This miracle worker dude, he didn't like come over here. He didn't touch us. I don't feel nothing. He just told us to go. Like they didn't sit there to debate it or contemplate it or nurse it or rehearse it. Listen, let me tell you something. Sometimes you could, you so smart. You so, like, like a uh, country folk used to say, you so smart, you stupid. Like, I mean, don't think your way out of the blessing. Like, you know, if God says do something, do it. Don't go on it. Don't, don't, don't rationalize it. Think through it. Don't, like, like God, 
God is irrational sometimes. God is unreasonable sometimes. It's not about, don't allow logic or reason or common sense to keep you from your breakthrough. Jesus said, go present yourself to the priest, and they went to go present themselves to the priest. You can't be sitting there contemplating it, think about it, trying to figure it out. Listen, now you're going to think your way out of your blessing. They, God said move, and they moved. And so you're going to have to move. Listen, notice that as they went, they were healed. As they went, they were healed. Let me, I'm talking to somebody right now who, who says, well, I'm waiting on God to tell me to do that. I'm waiting on God to prepare me for that. I'm waiting on God to do that. I'm wait, listen, you're waiting on all this stuff and God is waiting on you to go. God is waiting on you to move. God can do more with you once you get started. You're waiting for everything to be right. And God is saying everything ain't going to be right until you take off. He told them to go and they went. And as they went, Boom, they were healed. Listen, there's some blessings that you will not receive until you go. There were there's some blessings that you will not receive. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning. There's some blessings that you will not receive until you get started. You can hypothesize, strategize, analyze, theorize all you want. At some point, you got to get started. These people that are always finna do, I'm finna do this, I'm finna do that, but they don't do nothing because they're thinking about it, they're talking about it, they strategize, they're getting a plan, they're doing this. Listen. God can do more with you once you get started. He told them to go and they took off. As they went, they got healed. Say amen to that. All right, number three, there is power in gratitude. The power of gratitude. Let's talk about that for a minute. The 10 lepers were healed, but only one came back to say thank you. Only one came back to praise Jesus. This this reminds us of the importance of being grateful for the blessings that God has given us. Like you, you should never cease to give God praise. This gratitude, gratitude not only pleases God, but gratitude, when you practice an attitude of gratitude, it helps you to cultivate a heart of thankfulness. Like, like you should want to thank God. You should appreciate everything that God gives you. You should appreciate, like, like you, you should not have, I'm going to deal with the, this sense of entitlement. I'm going to deal with entitlement in a minute. Like, I, I don't feel like I'm entitled to anything. I, I praise God for everything. Like, you should just give God praise. Like, you, you should get up every morning. It, it, it is important. Let me say it this way. Even before today's word, like, you should get up every morning and just think about something that you can thank God for and give God praise. Is everything in your life the way you want it to be? No. Of course not. It's not there yet, and it's never really going to be there. Is everything in your life already done? No, of course not. You got a lot of other things to do, but do you have enough to give God praise for? Yes, you do. And so you you ought to give God some praise. Come on now. And so you you I don't need nobody to pump me or to prime me to get me ready to give God praise. When my feet hit the ground, I know my calling is calling me. I know that God has been better to me than I've been to him. And so I can give God some praise. You listen, give God praise right now. Sometimes, listen, you. I don't care who you are in your car sometimes at work, sometimes on, on a Zoom call, you got to turn the camera off for a second. You got to mute your microphone for a second and say, praise break. Let me give God some praise. You got to give God some praise. When you give God praise, it does something for you. It does something for you on the inside. I'm telling you, it changes you. You ought to live with an attitude of gratitude. 10 lepers were healed. Only one came back to say thank you. Only one came back. And this guy, he received salvation on another level. He received not just the healing, but the Bible says he received salvation and he was made whole. Yesterday, while I was preaching, I was making this point 
about Mary and Martha. And when we get to the, the, the miracle of uh, raising Lazarus from the dead, I'm probably going to be teaching that for about a month. I'm just letting you know right now. But anyway, in Mary and Martha, a tale of two sisters, I call it, uh, one was a worker and one was a worshiper. And, and you need both in the kingdom. In the kingdom, we need people to worship. And in the kingdom, we need people to work. And we need both. But what you don't want to do is be a worker and be so busy working, working, working for the kingdom, working, 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 doing the work of the church, working, working, working in, in, in the things of God that you fail to worship because it is in worship that you're refreshed and restored and renewed and revived. And so if you are a worker and you, you're not a worshiper and you don't worship, then you, you can get to the point where you miss out and you don't even hear God. And so, so your worship, yesterday while I was preaching, I said this, I said, your worship your worship can touch God and cause him to move in ways that your work never will. Let me say that again. Your worship can touch God and cause him to move in ways that your work never will. When Jesus wept in John chapter 11, it was a result of a woman, Mary, laying at his feet, worshiping him. It was, it was worship that caused Jesus to cry. It was worship that caused Jesus to be moved with compassion. Listen, your worship can touch God in a way that your work never will. The leper came back to worship Jesus. The leper came back to worship, and so he received something that the other nine did not. Why? Because he was a worshiper. Put it in the chat. Say, I am a worshiper. Yes, I am a worker, but I'm also a worshiper. And I also need to point out, as I close, last point, I need to point out that the text says, Jesus says, this man is a Samaritan. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us that the other nine were not, but that's the connotation. The connotation is, hey, this guy is a foreigner and the other nine were not. So the other nine were then Jews. So, so the other nine were Jews and they needed to go to the priest and all of that. But this guy's a foreigner. This guy's a Samaritan. And he came back to give me praise. And so Jesus says to him, arise, salvation has come to your house and now you've been made whole. People like this man, a Samaritan, he didn't feel entitled to anything. People like this man, a Samaritan, like me, like my wife, I was raised on welfare. My wife was raised uh, in, a, in, in the island of Dominica, uh, uh, even in a more disadvantaged state than I was in the U.S. And, and when you come from nothing, let me just pause right here. And I'm not saying that if you were born affluent that you can't give God praise. Because, of course, my kids were born in a different state, and I'm trying to teach these kids to give God praise every day. But I'm just saying that when you come from nothing, you appreciate God for everything, man. Like, like this guy was like, I don't, I, I, I don't feel entitled to anything. Like, I, I'm not, Mr. Jesus, I know you're not even ministering to Samaritans right now. I know that, like, the Bible says that it was, they were, they were in the area in Luke chapter 17 between the Jews and the Samaritans. So they were both around. And so it was common knowledge that Jesus was not going around healing Samaritans. Jesus was going around healing Jews 
because he came to the Jews. And this guy was like, man, I want to just say I appreciate it. Like, I know you didn't even come for me. I know, I know I'm not even supposed to be part of the number. Come on, man. I know I'm not, I'm not supposed to even get this blessing, Mr. Jesus, but you blessed me anyway. I was just kind of, because I'm a leper, I was, I, now watch this. His was crazy. Because I'm a leper, I got to live with Jews. Now, now that I'm healed, I can't live with Jews no more. And before I got healed, uh, when, I, when I didn't have leprosy, I couldn't live with Jews. So I wasn't even around Jews before because they don't even like us and we don't even like them. And so so now, so but because of leprosy, I was hanging around with Jews. And when you healed the group, really you was healing nine Jews. And I just happened to be around. I, it wasn't even for me, but man, I'll take even the crumbs that fall off the master's table. Come on, man. I just want to know. I want you to know that I, I thank you. I am appreciative. When you are not entitled... When you uh, listen, a sense of entitlement will keep you, will rob you of your praise. When you should feel entitled for nothing and thankful for everything, you should just give God praise for everything. When you get up every morning saying that, look, I, I don't, I don't feel like you owe me nothing, God. If you did nothing else, you've already done enough. But the fact that you keep blessing me, the fact that you keep loving me, the fact that you are dedicated to me, and I know that I'm not worthy, and I don't try to act like I'm worthy because I'm not all that. And, and listen, God, I don't even, I know how messed up I am, and you still love me. I know that, that, that I'm, I listen, and, and I know that other people think I'm this and that, but I know, I know you know who I am, and I know who I am, and, and I'm not all that, and, and you keep blessing me, and it is only because of your grace and your goodness and your favor and your mercy on my life that I am who I am, and so, Father, I can't, I can't cease to give you praise. I just get up every morning, and I got to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for being so good to me. You've been better to me than I've been to you, and you've been better to me than I deserve, and if you only gave me what I deserved, I would be a man most miserable. Miserable. But Father, you bless me beyond my performance. You bless me beyond what I deserve. I'm not entitled to nothing, but I give you praise for everything. You continue to bless, bless me profusely, and, and you just abound. I abound in blessing, and it's not because of me. It's because of your grace and your goodness and your favor and your kindness. Come on, that's how we're supposed to live, where we are just giving God praise for his goodness towards us. We're not, we're, if we would be honest, it's not like we, we deserve it. If, if we would be honest, it's not like we're all that. We're not. If, if we would be honest, we've made more mistakes than we want to make and, and more mistakes than we want to remember. But it is the goodness of God on us. And, and God continues to bless us. And God is saying, son or daughter, even though you did what you did, even though you're not where you think you, you should be, listen, and you're not where you used to be and, I, and you're not where you're going to be. I'm going to continue to work on you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never turn my back on you. I love you with an everlasting and unconditional love. Love. And the plans that I made for you are still going to come to pass. And I'm dedicated to those plans. And I'm more committed to you than you're committed to you. I'm committed to your success. And I'm going to work with you, son. I'm going to work with you, daughter, to bring it to pass. Come on, man. Who can't give God praise like that? Listen, a God like that is worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I declare that I will worship you, Father, all the days of my life. I do not simply come to you when I want something. I glorify you Every day, in every way, in every state, you are my center and circumference, my base and my boundary.
<laughs> my balance and my beauty. You are my all in all. I thank you, Father, for washing me and for making me whole. I have been redeemed from sickness, death, strife, disease, and destruction. I'm, I'm delivered from the hand of the enemy. Salvation has come to my house. I am completely and totally saved. And I will never cease to give you praise. I live my life with an attitude of gratitude. And I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day uh, for free. Listen, let me just say this. I'm going to probably send out an email uh, with the links, but it, I preached a message last Sunday, not yesterday, last Sunday, called God is not a man. And yesterday I preached God is not a man part two. Those two messages, if you haven't seen them, you should watch them. Go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. God is not a man. God is not a man part two. Watch them in that order. Those messages will be a blessing to you. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if you, um, if you haven't done so. Leave me some comments. Just tell me how this, these messages are being a blessing to you. This series is being a blessing to you, if it is. And I like to read those. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. Don't forget to say thank you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 